Hello and welcome to the Projector Playground, a space created by and for projectors in the human design system. In this podcast, we will be exploring all things related to human design through a projector lens, what it means to be a guide and energy weaver for others, and how learning, playing, and resting are our signature tickets to success. I am your host, Eliana Miranda, and I am so deeply honored to be guiding us all into the psychedelic gardens that is our projector energy field. Our aura is focused, our seeing is psychic, and our invitations are made of magic. So if you are ready to play the projector way, then join us in this episode of The Projector Playground. Hello, welcome back to The Projector Playground. I'm your host, Eliana. I was not planning to record a podcast episode today, but I have actually a lot of topics that are coming through to talk about with you all. So hopefully this week I'll be invited into the studio following my splenic authority to share these lines of inquiry with you. Um, I am responding actually to a question on one of my posts on Instagram. It was a post about bitterness. And if you're not following me over there, if you found me through the podcast world, um, you can find me at wellness underscore weaver on Instagram, wellness weaver. And I do post a lot of posts specifically for projectors over there amongst other things. So, um, I love when I get questions or conversations or sometimes, you know, I'm going back and forth with some of you for a while as we deep dive into some of these projector conversations or splenic authority conversations or anything that comes up. It really allows for new information to come through. And, you know, I've talked about this on a podcast before that we're really here for the other. So a lot of the times when we're feeling stuck as projectors, it's because we're meant to be interfacing, guiding, and moving energy through the world. And it sometimes, well, all the time, can take the presence of another to open up information inside of you, to open up medicine inside of you, to connect certain dots inside of you that you couldn't connect on your own. So I just thank you all, all of those that have responded to the individual episode prompts on Spotify, those that have left reviews, those that send me messages and DMs on Instagram and comment on the posts and ask questions. Like it really, it opens something up in me and I get a lot of beautiful messages that channel through from you, from your inquiries, from your conversations and your beautiful insights about things. So Today, I wanted to talk about the fear of success. I think this is something that is really real and true for a lot of us projectors and probably something that we felt long before we knew we were projectors with a signature of success. This kind of inherent need and want and knowing that we were here to do something really valuable and important, like create blueprints and templates for successful living and how to 
build a life that, you know, felt feel successful on multiple levels, right? So not just successful in business and supporting others and offering products and services that support the world, but also in building templates for our life that feel really successful to our nervous systems, to our health, to our wellness, to our family systems and our way of living in life, right? Like it feels, at least for me, and maybe you can relate, I don't want to assume, but I think probably you can, that there's this like deep knowing inside of each of us projectors that like our whole lives are going to be this imprint of success, this template of success that reaches out and beyond the way we make money and the way that we show up into the working world and really kind of creates this coherence between those things that have once felt separate, like the family systems were separate from the business systems, were separate from the way we make money, were separate from the entrepreneurship, were separate from the friends and relationships. And, and we'll be bringing all of this kind of together where it's like, we don't work just to retire, right? We don't spend our lives working just so we have hopefully 20 years off at the end of our lives. I think we can kind of see now um, with very clear eyes that life is showing us that we don't know how much time we have. We don't know how long we have to live these experiences and how much space there's going to be for us to fulfill our prophecies here. It's really simply just about us showing up each and every day to what feels good for both ourselves and our bodies and our families and for the world and recognizing that each day we're alive is a gift and it's an opportunity and it's a... Uh, moment for us to really seep into the medicine of what it means to be a human living on earth here at this time. So I'm talking really fast. I got really excited as I was responding to this comment and it just feels like so much wants to come through that I'm, you know, trying to work with the archetype of the mentor where it's like, can we just let the knowledge drip rather than it being like a whole flood of information that then floods the nervous system with too much intel, too much energy. So I'm just going to take a breath over here (laughs) and I'm inviting you if you feel so called or aligned to also just take a breath with me. So this like beacon of success that feels like it's both calling to us and coming from within us and alive within this vision that we hold for our future and for humanity's future. This is a big potent energy, right? And it can sometimes really rev up our nervous systems and really start to move a lot of energy around when we are tuning into it. And I think we get, we can get really tripped by that, that vision at the end of the story, by that big energy that wants to come to us and move through us and think that when the success that lives at the end of this timeline or lives woven into this timeline shows up in the present moment here and now, that we're going to feel overrun by it, taken over by it overwhelmed by it. And I think that 
you know, I can't say for sure, but I'm I'm assuming that other types also have their own ways of fearing success. But I think for us projectors, it comes as this like intuitive part of the path that like we are fearing and repelling and being repelled by a certain imprint of success that isn't truly divine and aligned for us. And the way that we've seen a lot of beings becoming successful, I'm quoting myself here, becoming successful um, before us, it doesn't actually look like something we want to do, right? Like we see people that have a lot of money that have become this imprint of success that they just work all the time, day and night. They're always busy. They're always hustling. They're always having to be interfacing with people and with community and talking to others and promoting their products and marketing and jumping in people's DMs and always on stories and always making posts and always out there knocking on doors, letting people know who they are and what they do and what they offer the world. And for us as projectors, like, you know, even if we're new on this projector experiment, there's something in us that knows that, like, that hustle is not our hustle. That that way of doing things is not meant to be our way of doing things. And we feel this kind of organic knowing that, like, what is supposed to be creative and moved through us is meant to come to us. And I talked about this in, I think, the last podcast episode. You know, our aura is both magnetic to what we're meant to be calling in and repelling to that which we're not supposed to be interfacing with. So our aura literally pushes against the things that are not for us. So for those of us projectors that are asking this question of like, how do I deal with my fear of success? Like, what you're repelling is not for you. (laughs) what you're like pushing away from and really hoping not to manifest in your life, like that's success that is not your success. It's not going to happen for you in that way. And your beautiful aura is this magically designed mechanic of support where your mind doesn't need to understand it. Your logic doesn't need to comprehend it. It's simply a a way and a place for your energy, your body, your emotions, your field of resonance to be just letting life know what you're here for and letting life know what you're not here for. And that's such a powerful and beautiful thing for us to remember and tap into and tune into time and time again because we can forget, right? We forget and when we forget, the mind wants to get a hold of it, the mind wants to try to make sense of things, to understand why we're both designed for success and at the same time absolutely fearing and repelling and not wanting this uh, energy of success that we've seen so um, flourishing on the planet at this time in the way that it's been done by others. And so part of that, right, part of that is that we have to keep reattuning to that inner knowing that when we're following our strategy and authority, the right success is going to come to us. It's going to happen like magic. It's going to be magnetic. And it's going to happen in a way that you don't even realize it's happening, right? So when something happens and we're in deep fear, when we're seeing a future timeline or having a vision of something that brings us great fear, That's not how it's going to happen for us, right? Like life wants to support us. Our guides want to guide us in the most 
attuned way unless we've created some deals <laughs> that we want to uh, discover things in the difficult way, which, you know, maybe we got some some one threes, some people with one and threes in their profile lines being like, uh, yeah, that's that's not me. I'm here to like to stumble over things so I can figure it out. That's part of my way of moving through life. But for for the for the realness beyond those personality lines, like if we have contracts with our guides to learn things the hard way, we're gonna learn things the hard way. And it's still all leading to the same place the same point in time where it eventually becomes easy right sometimes we struggle so that we know what ease really feels like and sometimes we need to have challenges so we know what flowing through life actually looks like and and senses like for us sometimes we need the opposite to know what the the right thing is sometimes we need to know what we're repelling so that we can be really clear about what it is that we're wanting to magnetize. And that's not the mind want, but the body want, the energy want, the soul want to magnetize in this lifetime. So our our fears are inherent and worthy and necessary parts of the process because they're showing us how we're, we're not attuned to run things like other people have run them. And you know, I'll, I'll give just like a personal example here. Like I've worked with a generator coach before and a lot of the ways that she was encouraging me to do things felt really out of my zone of coherence. And our zone of coherence is basically our nervous system's capacity to show up and do things in life. It's the amount we've worked on in our nervous system, the zone that we've given ourselves where we don't feel like we're blowing ourselves out on either end of direction, where we can kind of flow and oscillate through this energy field and feel really capacitated to hold what's coming through us, what's moving to us, and what we're offering up into the world, you know, energetically and physically and spiritually. And I had this deep-rooted fear and, and so much of what she ended up guiding me through was like deconditioning from the ways in which I wasn't needing to do things. She had her business blueprints and ways that have been successful for her as a generator. And our process was a lot about her giving me these tools and these ways of, of sharing my business and myself with the world so that I could see like, that's not really what I wanted. That's not how I felt like I was called to do things. That's not how I wanted to show up for the world. And, you know, fast forward a couple years, like I have had the most successful month, maybe two months in my business in these last couple of months. And I'd say like also just this year has been this beautiful success story where this podcast has been really successful and it's bringing new connections, new conversations, new insights and ideas into the fold and into the field, both for my projector wisdom, for my experiment through life, and also for those that it's connecting me to, for those of you that are here to receive these wisdom codes and be transformed and updated and recreated by these transmissions and channels. And through kind of doing things in my own way and through just kind of following my intuition and my splenic authority and, you know, showing up here like today to this podcast. By the way, it's 111 on my clock. I just love to drop that in when I notice that on the on the channels that be that um, 
when I show up with my strategy and authority, when I'm invited to respond to a question like I was invited to through this beautiful inquisition on one of my posts, when my splenic authority is like, yeah, we can, you know, message about this. We can like write like a written response, but there's like so much deeper we could go. Like, let's jump on a podcast and really talk about this right now. When I'm following my strategy and authority and I'm just in flow with my energy, success feels easy, right? Like I didn't even know that I was having my most successful two months in business until I just recently went and looked back at my sales and my, um, my website hits and things like that for the last two months and realized like, oh, like this was just happening. I really wasn't doing anything. I've gone camping more in the last two months than I've gone camping. I'm not ever, but like I've just been like on such a consistent like nature journey for the last couple of months and been tuning out more of like getting in front of the computer and getting on the Instagram and doing the posts and doing the things and Um, I changed the way that I was doing readings where I don't have to show up on my schedule or somebody else's schedule where we don't have to try to fit our energy into the molds of the like matrix nine to five schedules where I can really show up when I'm feeling the call, when the message is ready to come through based on my splenic authority authority and where it can be delivered to someone in a recording style um, transmission that they can also listen to when their authority, when their um, intuition strikes is the right time to receive those codes. And in just like letting myself be myself, I've started to develop this new blueprint for success where I'm not blowing out my nervous system. I'm not blowing out other people's nervous systems. Like I'm really just allowing me to be me and other people to be other people and us to receive the offerings of the spiritual guidance and the projector transmissions and the soul guided messages in our own organic and intuitive times. And so I'm sharing that with you so that you know that like there is a timeline, there is a pathway, there is a very unique way that you will be moving through life to find your signature of success and that which you're repelled by that that which you don't want to do that which you feel in fear over is a beautiful sign and symbol that like there's another way that you're meant to do it and that way is going to feel so good and so nourishing to your nervous system that you won't even realize you've become successful you know overnight or over a couple years it will just happen and it will feel like play and there'll be so much of your own rest and interwoven into it that it's not like you even have to schedule rest or take breaks to rest or uh, schedule in your playtime. It's like those things are organically mapped in the blueprint as like the prime focus of your energy that then the rest of it just naturally comes through. So I just want to remind you, right, that like what you fear, what you repel is not meant for you. And yes, of course, there's this like conversation that we have to have about our fears and like the labels that we've put on energy. So I remember one time taking an aerial yoga class and the teacher saying, like, can we stop calling what we're experiencing pain? Because if you've ever worked with aerial silks, like they can rub up on some areas and like pull on some areas and, and really create some some painful uh, sensations in your body. And so the teacher said, can we just call these 
Instead of calling it pain, instead of saying that it hurts me, can we recognize them as sensations? And can we recognize that sensations come in all shapes and sizes and it's the labels that we put on these sensations that evoke a certain emotional response from them? So when we call something pain, we are immediately opposed to it. When we are immediately wanting to shove it under the rug or push it into a closet or run away from it or not experience it. And yet, like, pain is part of the process, right? Like, our heart chakra is here to hold an immense amount of love. And in that same space, because we have that that capacity to love, we also have this great capacity to feel heartbreak and heartache and grief and loss and pain from losing that which we love. But if we're not willing to love, if we're not willing to hold the space for love, then we're also or I should say, when we're not willing to hold a space for pain, heartache, heartbreak, then we're not willing to hold a space to love someone, to be in a relationship, in deep relationship, in deep knowing trust, relationship, and exchange with that which we know is right for us, with the people we know are right for us, with the opportunities we know are right for us. So we have to, again, kind of create this zone of coherence where we understand that like when there's love, there can also be heartache and pain. When there is is gratitude, there can also be so much grief. And if we have this zone in our nervous system that has the ability to hold it all and not try to separate or dislocate or disassociate us from the two sides of the spectrum that are both equal and equivalent, just different experiences and expressions of those energies, then we have the ability to flow with life. Then we don't get polarized, stuck, or frozen on one side of thinking right, on the minds like freezing us where we think we need to be or where we think we are not supposed to be. And instead, we just get to flow with the energies of life. And life is here for all of it. Life is here for the birth and the death. Life is here for the love and the grief. Life is here to experience all that life has to offer. And and you are life. You hold life. You breathe life. You're expressing and experiencing life. And in that vein, you are also then here for the full spectrum of experience. And and to polarize ourselves on, on one side of the coin means that we're not getting the full expression of what we came here for. So it's about massaging the nervous system to be able to hold more of the experiences and expressions of life and not demonizing or categorizing or trying to uh, like shadow up a certain part of life that really just wants to sit at the table with us, that really just wants to be in this experience and expression with us. And and the more you can be in the grief, the more you can be in the love, and the more you can allow yourself to feel your feelings and to move your emotions and to go into the depths of your shadows, the more you experience the light that is there too, right? And, and in the light and the brightness and the vibrancy of all things, the more you realize that like there are shadows in that space too, right? The brighter the light, the bigger the shadow it casts. So alongside this human design experiment that we're doing, we also need to be doing our nervous system work. I love human design. It's such a powerful prophecy. It's such a powerful practice. It's such a powerful, potent medicine and potion for us to tune into throughout life. And I think we're doing a disservice to ourselves and to our bodies when we're not also doing our nervous system work and healing our trauma and 
working with our, you know, benevolent ancestors to do the healing work of our bloodlines, you know, like the more energy we can free up in our ancestral lineage, the more we have the guides and guardians and allies that are here to help us, support us to do this work, that are going to help us become successful without us having to really do anything ourselves, but really just leaving it up to God, leaving it up to the guides, leaving it up to the spirit of things to lead the way, to create, to create, to to recreate us, to create with us, to co-create with us, to impregnate us with the possibilities and possibilities that life wants to let, let that life wants to see us work with. So we have to do our nervous system work alongside of our human design experiment, in my opinion, and especially for us projectors. Like I think that's a big part of the deconditioning is. We've condition, been conditioned into other people's nervous systems, right? We've learned to co-regulate with the beings around us. And a lot of times as projectors and otherwise, we've learned to co-regulate with the most uh, powerful energy in the room or the one that can cause the most destruction or the one that can cause the most fear, right? And when we've learned to co-regulate that energy, we learn to create a little bit more field of coherence where that energy doesn't cause so much destruction in the fields around us. And we do this like as little baby children and probably most of us into our adult years um, because we, we know how to feel people and we know how to read people and we know how to read the room and read the energy of the house and we are here to guide it. So we've learned how to guide the energy from destruction from chaos, from those that are using energy for the wrong reasons to create more harm and more confusion and more hurt. And we've done our due diligence to try to direct that energy somewhere else. And we do that by our beautiful projector auras, focusing and absorbing the energy of the other and trying to guide it and massage it into something that's in more balance and harmony and fortitude for all. So we have to decondition from other people's nervous systems. (laughs) We have to start rewriting the programs that other people's nervous systems have entrained us as the right way to do things. And that comes back to us doing our nervous system work. That comes back to us resting. That comes back to doing practices that invoke rest inside of our own bodies. And so a lot of us have this trouble with like even knowing how to rest, what it means to rest. And that's where like getting a tool bag of practices that help you get into the parasympathetic nervous system state is really valuable. It's a really valuable system as a projector to have these practices that both help you, maybe help your family, help your kids, help your clients, help the field around you get back into a more balanced sense of self, a more balanced coherence of the energetic fields. So that's why I do things like breath work, right? Breath work is like such a good practice for those of us in the West because it gives the mind something to focus on. You have this certain pattern of breathing that you're doing that your mind gets to focus on. So your mind gets like its own little food to chew on. So it doesn't even realize that it's like going into this new zone of energy in the body and that the energy of the body is starting to take over the mind's control. And then through this active meditation practice that you do with the breath, you eventually get to this point where you let the breath go and there's this just melting 
of your body into the earth or into your bed or wherever it is that you're laying. There's just this release and letting go and like my teacher calls it, like you're just there to soak up the gravy, to just lay in the energy that you've built and cultivated all for your own moment of rest. So breath work is such a powerful tool. Mountain environments and human design, if you're a mountain environment like me, breath work is going to be really key to you getting your nervous system into a zone of coherence that feels right for you. But it's good for everyone. Um, You know, I love to talk about the environments because I do feel like different environments have different ways of getting into it, right? Like I feel like kitchens might be good, you know, doing vision boards, right? And like doing things where you can be creative, creating something, making a macrame, um, learning how to make soaps or candles or oils or doing something with your hands that kind of gets your mind to focus on something where you can get into this just meditative state of the energetic alchemization and creation of your field into something that is just in union and oneness and relationship with the creation energy, with the life energy. Um, yeah, I could go into each environment, <laughs> but that wasn't on my topic for today. So I'm just going to put that aside. Um, doing your energy work, learning practices to work with your energy. This is also really important. I feel like nervous system work and energy work to me go pretty hand in hand. Um, I think when we're doing nervous system work, we're doing energy work. And when we're doing energy work, we're doing nervous system work and vice versa. Um, Because when you're working with the energies of the body, you're working with the nadis, you're working with the channels of energy that move through your body. You're working with those, you know, assimilation and congregation centers of those nadis, of those channels of energy, which we call chakras, or in human design, we call them the centers. And you're tuning into those energy centers and you're massaging them and you're talking to them and you're letting them speak to you and you're inviting them into a vibration and a rhythm and a sound coherence that is in more fluency and flow to these different states of organization, to these different points of congruence and intersection of the energy centers in the body. So you know, becoming attuned to Reiki, becoming um, conscious of your light work practice, learning pranic energy healing techniques, working with the life-giving energy that is moving through your body, right? Working with your breath. Breath is connected to your energy. So these like natural flows of fields that move within and without us, like these are really important things to work with your nervous system, to train your nervous system or retrain your nervous system, and to entrain your nervous system to be in a state of better coherence to all of life, to be able to hold what life wants you to hold and to be able to hold what life uh, wants to offer you, what life wants to impregnate you with, with what life wants to direct you with as the divine directive of your soul purpose and, and mission for being here at this time. So human design experiment, do your nervous system work and your practices right alongside with it, whatever your practices are that help you get to know yourself, that help you feel more like yourself, that help you to come into better relationship with yourself, that help you to rest and be with yourself and know what you feel like 
and what someone else feels like so that you can differentiate between what is your energies to work with and what is your energies to be reading for another when the right invitation comes through and then to be returning to that person or to that event or to that experience when the time is right for you to let it go. So your success, <laughs> your success is, yes, both based on your nervous system practices and it is also uh, based on your ability to to be attuned to your strategy and authority, to your invitations and your authority, whether that's splenic, self-projected, um, environmental, emotional, ego, any of the authorities like that you're working with. It's your ability to be listening to things other than your mind and other than external authorities and become more attuned to what is right for you, what's aligned for you, what's meant for you and what you're here and meant to hold. So one of the other things I just wanted to drop in here was um, that we do the work that's right in front of us. And if you're just being present with what is and what's in each and every moment, success will just magically manifest around you. It's not something you need to do. It's not something you need to find. It's not what you need to look for. It's simply about being with your body and the requests from the earth and the earth body, you know, the earth that gave you this body and flowing with what is being presented to you in each and every moment. And when you just stay present with what is, like even if you've had visions of the future, right? Or you've been given a divine directive of what you're here to do and what you're meant for. If you just take each step at a time and recognize that there's no, like, though we said at the beginning that we don't know how much time we have, it's like also we're in divine timing, right? Like we are given as much time as we need to do this work, to do this play, to be here now. But it is all about being in each and every moment, being present to what is so that we don't get ahead of ourselves, so that we don't miss the magic and the messiness that's in each individual experience of what life has wanted to offer us, is wanting to offer us, and is offering us when we just get real with what is right in front of us. So when we get in right relationship with ourselves, when we recognize that we have guides both in the earthly and the heavenly that are in relationship and reciprocity with us, when we recognize that our success isn't going to come from us doing things alone, this is when things will start to manifest in a way that feels really safe for our nervous systems. That feels really like, oh, I'm just, I'm living in this success template right now. And like, I didn't even really do anything. Like, it's just happening for me. I'm being so supported by my guides and my allies, both in the friends and family structures that I have here, the partners and students that I have here, and in the unseen realms, in the magic realms, and in, in the ancestral realms. Like everything is orchestrating to sing the symphony that just feels super successful in my life, right? Like this is where we're working towards, where we're going towards. And it's about showing up and doing your practices that are being asked of you right here in the present moment. What's what's right in front of you to work on and work through and to be with, what's asking you to move through so you can get to the other side of it. Like that's what helps free up the energy to keep supporting you, right? If you're feeling this vision of something that's to come, of this 
this success that you know is meant to be yours, that you know once you kind of start putting yourself out there that there's going to be a lot of people that want to work with you or a lot of people that want the product that you're offering. And you have this fear that you don't have the capacity or the energy or the health or the wellness or the resources to be able to hold the space for all of that. Like, that's when you come back to what's in the, what's what, that's when you come back to what's right here in the present moment. So that vision is going to show itself to you. That like knowing that this is coming is going to reveal itself to you. And if you come and focus right back on the present moment, there might be ancestral stuff coming up. There might be conditioning from your mother that you're going to have to decondition from and return to her, return to source, clear from your energy field, clear from your sacral, clear from your nervous system. There might be programs that your father implanted in you or that a masculine figure implanted in you of how success has to be and a a program that tells you you can't be successful any other way that has to be rewritten, that systems have to be updated in order for you to get to that vision. And you're not going to get to that success until you've done that work that's right in front of you. And the more that you rewrite those programs, the more that you free up the energy in your mother line, the more that you can clear energy out of your body and your bloodline and your bones and return it back to source, return it back to the solar sun, the more that the energy is then freed up for all of your guides, all of your allies, all of your ancestors, all of even your family unit and friend unit that's here and now in human form to support your mission to send energy to your mission, to send gifts and guidance, blessings and resources to your mission. But it's about looking at what life is asking you to do in the present moment to get to that future timeline where life just becomes so easily and effortlessly successful. So for those of you that have feared success, just like me, I'm here with you. I know you. I understand that so much in my body. I, I, I've been there. I'm still there. I still work through it. And I can say from my personal experience lately that like the success that's meant for us is going to show up in our lives in a way that just feels magical, feels effortless, effortlessness, feels like effortlessness, feels like ease, feels like a psychedelic trip that you're like, is this my life? Is this happening to be to me? Is this exactly how it's meant to be? It's going to show up like that. And in the meantime, you do your nervous system work. In the meantime, you play. In the meantime, you rest. In the meantime, you show up to the invitations that are right in front of you. You know, in the meantime, you stay with what is here right now and you be present with the present moment. And you do the work that you came here to do. And you find ways to make it effortlessness and fun even when it's serious and strict, right? That's the coherence of your nervous system. It's expanding your own zone of coherence to hold all of life. The playful times and the purposeful times, right? The times where you have to be a disciple and a discipline, disciplinary of what your soul needs to work through in this lifetime and the times where you get to be the wildling that is here on earth to play in the gardens and sing the soul songs and channel in the information and be an inspiration to all that you're here to encounter. So I hope that's helpful. If you have deeper inquiries or more questions, please, if you're on Spotify, put them in the the episode notes or the episode responses. You know, I think it says at the bottom, like, what'd you think of this episode? I read those. 
So if it's, you know, personal and private, you can say that. I won't publish it. If you want it to be out there so other people can also feel into your question or your response or um, your feedback, that then I can publish it. If you're on um, Apple Podcasts, of course, you might need to find me on Instagram. Either send me a message or comment on one of the posts. And yeah, we'll just keep opening up this line of inquiry to help us work with our success and our bitterness, our fears and our excitement. Remembering that like energy is a sensation and it's the labels that we put on it that really inform our way of responding to it. So something that you might have always thought was fear might have actually been an energy of excitement and possibility and potential. And when you start rewriting the program of what that energy feels like in your body and you expand your zone of coherence to hold that energy in a way where it can be neutral and not so fear-based and rewrite the programs that may have been handed down to you that say that that energy isn't good to feel or that energy means something bad is coming, but recognize that we're in a time now where we're in a lot of ways not living in that kind of anima nature, animalistic nature where we have to be on such guard and in fear that everything's going to kill us or destroy us or end our life, but instead realizing that like life gets to be really playful now because we we can try things and we can do things and we can put things out there and we can step out into the world and like see and taste and test if people are ready for what we have to offer. And we can also pull back and close our doors if we need to. And we're not going to die from that process. We're not going to get eaten alive from that process that we actually have the ability to play with our nervous system's capacity and to grow it in our own time and our own way and to find success through our own timeline, through our own template, through our own journey with what this experiment means to each and every one of us. There's no rush. There's really no rush at all. It will all happen in divine timing. So I also have been not super uh, loud about talking about this, but I've been doing one-on-one readings for people, offering up one-on-one readings that have been really magical and have been just so insightful. Like what comes through is both so powerful for me to get to um, vision in and see and then to transmit and share with you. And then it just opens up so much more energy in the field for more insights and Uh, ideas to come through that are really here to support all of us. So there's a wait list for that. I open it up. There's only a few spots available when I open it up. And when they're gone, they're gone until I have the space in my schedule to open them up again. Um, I think this time I'll do things a little bit differently. The readings are recorded. I do them on my own time. You can listen on your own time. But there's this kind of magical space in the ethers, in the astral, the studio space that I bring us into and we sit in and we're really doing it together. But it's just in a different space that the mind can't uh, influence us on, that the mind can't get as much involved in. It's like a space where our spirits, our souls, our emotions and our bodies get to be really free in the receptivity and transmissions of these messages. Um, And yeah, there's going to be some opportunities to go in a little bit deeper with uh, these nervous system practices that I've been talking about. So for those that want to uh, expand on this work and to receive offerings of this work and to do this type of nervous system play with somebody else or be guided through it, I'm also going to be offering up some opportunities to receive your own breathwork recordings, receive your own energy readings, 
um, receive your own human design, astrology messages from your guide transmissions, and then have a live one-on-one coaching session with me. But those are for those people that are really kind of ready to go there and are ready to dive deep and want to step into their play and their purpose in a really um, passionate and potent and initiatory and transformative way. So I'll link all of that below. And in the meantime, just do your nervous system work. (laughs) No, in the meantime, just be with yourself, be with your fears, be with your heart, hand on your heart. Let's all take a moment to put our hands on our heart and just take another breath together to close us out. So whenever you're feeling ready, just taking a long, deep breath in and letting it go. Maybe one more there, taking a deep breath in. And letting it go. Last one, last one. Deep inhale. And letting it go. All right, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Projector Playground. And I will see you on the next episode or in the other dimensions of time and space that we projectors have been connecting. Love you all so much. Bye for now.